0: End of the road But we're in luck Publishers are interested Just like Jim the Duck
1: I doubt it Wiggler
0: and Jazz Here till it ends Meet up to Passerville Greenville with all of our friends The
2: brightest timeline Never goes away Community Building is here to stay Get
1: out of here Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps. Talking about season six, episode nine of Community Grifting one oh one hello everybody i'm josh wiggler here i am joined here by somebody who grifted all of you into creating community building by threatening <laughs> to do it if we didn't have a thousand patrons by 11 59 59 p.m eastern standard time on new year's eve 2020 flat right that was it right jess <laughs> it
2: was yeah. 2020.
1: 2020 flat uh <laughs> just jess, jess, i that feel right. like community building has been one long grift in many ways
2: Listen, it's been a long con. Uh, uh-huh. It worked. We did it. It's been a few years since we started this con. Has, has it been a grift or a lie? That's uh, the question. Poor dos, says they say. I think
1: it would be a lie if it turned out that like I had all this time secretly I'd watched <gasps> all of Community. That would be
2: terrible. <laughs> can you imagine?
1: Can you imagine if this entire time? Now that would put my pool shark gambit to shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if it turned out this entire time. I had actually seen community and I've been oh. lying through my teeth the whole way through. Now you don't know if that's not true. I switched briefcases on you.
2: I was just going to say, have you brought your $150 briefcase? I with haven't you? brought
1: my $150 briefcase with me, but I have brought my pretty good Friend to the podcast he is one of the hosts of pretty good friends currently going through season one of friends over at the pretty good podcast the great av sinensky av do you think i'm lying do you think that i've seen all of community what's your what's your read
0: I hope you're not lying. I mean, this would be the greatest twist in, you know, podcast history, I think. I mean, I know I'm excited to be here. Um, I can't believe where this might go next. As required, I procured my regulation microphone. And, you know, yes. at 150 bucks, I kind of feel like I was grifting you.
1: I think that you may have been <laughs> grifting us all along. I think the bigger grift would be if it turned out that, like, I never liked Lost. Uh, like, I never liked Lost. I thought oh Lost was gosh. bad. I thought the ending You're was a bad. Liar. I thought it ruined Ify. the show yeah. and that it was just a lot of like feigned enthusiasm the whole way through down the hatch. Oh um, I, that wasn't a lie. That, I mean, I love That'd Lost, obviously. <laughs> I love well, that, Lost. Is the,
0: that is the kind of commitment that a true grift requires. And you know, yeah. that would be admirable if that's what was happening in any of those directions.
1: James Sawyer Ford. A classic grifter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we can all agree. Yeah, a classic grifter. Uh, Community itself, often a bit of a grifter. You think you're walking into an episode of the show expecting one thing. You walk away with something else. This one's pretty cards up. This is just like, this is the grifter episode. Matt Berry is here to grift the kids, and then they'll grift them back. And that's really exactly all drifting. we're going to do the entire episode is just do some grifting. Some grifting is happening here. On- yeah,
2: there's not a storyline B. It is all A all day. That is what we're doing this episode. I don't
1: know that I'm going to give it an A, though. I got to say, uh, I don't know that I'm going to give it an A. Um, I got to tell you, I'm just, I don't know that I'm totally feeling what the community is putting down here in the Yahoo screen era uh were you yahoo screening community back in the day or what
0: no definitely not um i was i was out well before yahoo i believe um it was what it was on something in between right in between nbc and yahoo there was something in the middle no there was the showrunner
1: change dan Harmon, okay uh, getting fired and then coming back after the gas leak and then season five is still on nbc and then it's canceled and then it's yahoo screen gosh it sounds like somebody who knows all of that may have watched all of community Before doing
2: the community building podcast So not about community, Josh So
0: I think I exited around season four The first go-round And have only now Yeah, have have only now refound it uh, through here And yeah, I've I've enjoyed the majority of what I've seen Of the new episodes for the first time But like, it all And this episode I think falls in that category It all kind of feels like a facsimile of like Seasons one to four of community Someone that's kind of like trying to You know, write spec scripts And you know It's still like enjoyable enough for the most part, but um, that's
1: that's such a good way of putting like spec scripts like this feels like um, this feels like community VR to me like this feels like this is like sort of like we're in the community simulation Uh, and it's it's close to community and sometimes it's great community. We definitely had some really good season six episodes, I thought, but like maybe part of this is Jess. I feel like I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I don't want to throw anyone under any buses ever for any reason at all. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple people that I wouldn't mind throwing under buses, but not a lot. It's a small, short list. Right. I feel like, uh, have I not been told that Well, well season six, it's going to get going, really going to get going at a certain point?
2: I mean, I I will say, I think, I think some people really like this episode. Like there are certainly people who love grifting one Oh one. Okay. I feel like this season is more just uneven than it is like ramps up. Yeah. I, there are like hot spots, I would say, of like ah, this is a really great episode. And Foxy then Foxy
1: Brown once sang about those yeah. things. Yes. <laughs> like
2: flash in the pan greatness. And yes. then it's like, okay, like advanced safety features, right? Really fun, excellent episode. Yeah. Um, and then we're like, okay, then intro to recycled cinema is kind of like, okay, it's okay. We're all right, we're good. Sure, sure. Um, and I feel a similar way about Grifting 101. Yeah. I think it's one that people either really love or are more like, eh. I think that's it. It's like like I didn't hate
1: it. I didn't hate it by any. Like Matt Berry's here. Uh, That's Laszlo. Hell yeah. That's my guy. Uh, Big old what we do in the shadows. Like love Laszlo. Uh, He's like really in like major Jackie Daytona mode in this episode in the first place. And like that's very, very fun. Um, But like I'm look, I put thought into my meow meows today. Uh, which i don't always do doesn't happen every single time but as i was rating the characters was like gosh what's going on here it's like very very mid with so many of these characters so i think my feeling is like this feels like a like a mid to like like a good to mid episode of community and for that reason i think i might be a little harsher on it than is necessary uh i see aaron in the chat Aaron is watching live. If your Patreon posts or recaps, you can watch Community Building live as it tapes. And Aaron says, I'm about to get my feelings hurt, aren't I? Aaron, not on, not on purpose. Uh, it's not in my t- intent to hurt your feelings. And maybe by the end of this episode, I'll switch briefcases with a version of myself that has a higher score and more optimism for Grifting 101. But I was a little sleepy watching this one, I have to say.
0: Kind of like The Sting, I guess, right? Puts you to sleep. Okay,
1: so, yeah. So, Av, before we came onto the podcast, very, uh, I thought that this was very courteous of you, Av. Uh, (laughs) This is like a very kind, like, good-looking, out-seasoned veteran podcaster move. we were about to hit record, and Av says, wait, hold up. Hold the phone. Before we start doing this, is it cool to spoil The Sting? Uh, to which Jess and I both hurriedly said, "Yes, please." <laughs> Neither of us have watched the Sting. Spoil the Sting. Okay. All the, <laughs> the Sting is wildly referenced throughout this episode. Uh, you free carte blanche to spoil the Sting. And if anybody's been saving the Sting for themselves, pause the podcast. <laughs> Seek out the Sting.
0: It and only it, takes half a calendar day.
1: Watch the Sting over the course of a half a calendar day return to community building, and then proceed forward. Uh, so have you seen The Sting? Does this episode work as an homage to The Sting, or is it really just a, like a big we're bagging on The Sting kind of an episode?
0: No, so I mean it really is like the, the sting is interwoven throughout this episode. Like the all the like the title cards that's 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 straight out of this thing. Yeah. Like the like the stakeout, the the payoff, the twist, all that. Le- like in, in the Sting, thing, there's like eleven of those. So that's straight True. out of there. The the what's it called? The Entertainer song that the, the, plays throughout when the theme song. That's straight yeah. out of Sting. Da, 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 da. Uh, chopsticks. Yeah. yeah,
2: is it yeah. chopsticks? Um, no, it's not chopsticks. It's uh, it's called it's
0: it's called the Entertainer. It's like a, a remake. Oh, it's, it's called related. the Entertainer.
2: I the whole time I was thinking it was chopsticks. I mean,
1: I think this song's a little more complicated than chopsticks.
2: Chopsticks. I used to be able to play chopsticks, Joshua. Yeah, on the on the keyboard.
1: Yeah, that's because like that's the that's the starter pack.
2: No, you do when you get to two hands, it's really difficult.
1: Chopsticks is the starter pack, isn't it? Blah 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 blah. Anyone can do that. <laughs> Just about i definitely can't do what you anybody, it's So I can't upsetting. Do it. anybody can do chopsticks uh if you're a big uh uh chopsticks fan i hope uh i it hope takes that you're like multiple you're fingers
2: me. on both hands you
1: can do chopsticks
2: this is like anybody can
1: play the chopsticks I think. <sighs> the song, yeah, well, the song well, chopsticks easier to play for me than to, to wield the actual device
2: it's not uh, like hot cross buns you know like
1: yeah Well, the entertainer classic song. Uh, I think the entertainer rises past the sting for me because I'm I'm very familiar with the song as well as the the Billy Joel version of the song. I think an entirely different number.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um,
1: But the rest of the... So this episode feels like it is really aping that movie
0: uh, very much so. There's a lot of homages to it throughout. Um, and you know, I kind of feel about this episode similarly to how I feel about this thing and that I appreciate it in a way more than I enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, yeah. They, they're both a little sleepy. Um, this thing though, kind of like sets the tone for a lot of like the heist movies and con movies that would follow over the next 50 years. So yeah. it's almost like a parody of heist movies by itself on, you know, accidentally when you watch it. Cause like, you just like see all the tropes very largely. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting.
1: All right, well, we're going to get into all of the various homages to The Sting, including the ones that, uh, that Av will be able to clock and Jess and I will not know. Uh, we will get into other forms of debate about whether or not Chopsticks is an easy piano song for anyone to play, and so on and so forth. If you want to make sure that you are checking out this podcast early or getting a chance to watch it live as it records, There are ways to do that. You become a patron of Post Show Recaps. You sign up patreon.com slash post show recaps. You can watch us live. You get early access to community building. It is ad free at every level. So if that sounds interesting to you, consider signing up patreon.com slash post show recaps. Let's get into grifting 101 on the other side of a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. Okay. We're back. We're still here for the Patriots Post Show Recaps. We've gone nowhere. Consider signing up. No commercial breaks. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Grifting 101. Directed by Rob Shrab, Written by Dan Harmon and Ryan Ridley. Why is that name familiar? In this episode? <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. Originally airs Cinco de Mayo 2015. And we begin as we often do in the study room with the entertainer, not the Billy Joel version and not chopsticks.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a, like a Ava saying, there's kind of like a painting type of mural situation happening yeah. here. Uh, and they're all looking at course catalogs. Chang might have diabetes. Uh-huh. Um, it's unconfirmed, but he's gone to the doctor. It seems like he has a lot of symptoms, but he went to the doctor's house, which you're really not supposed to do yeah um, so that's not was, maybe he was
1: really really sick uh perhaps that you know isn't that what a house call is
2: no they come to your house oh are <laughs> you going to your doctor's houses for years josh you show up on the doorstep. this is why i have to you keep know.
1: switching primary care yeah that makes uh, sense so
2: Andy, you know,
0: doctors. I love Ken Jong being the one saying that. Mm-hmm, for yeah, sure. of course. Yeah.
2: It's incredible. Especially because yeah. he's the one. Huh, I got bit by a cat. <laughs> I got
1: bit by a cat. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Annie wants to take basic grifting, but uh, Elroy offers to tell Frankie what grifting is for $5, but she doesn't fall for it. So Elroy, Elroy needs to
1: go. Elroy and needs to, to go to uh, gr- uh, basic grifting. He's going to mm-hmm. need to spruce up his skills for sure.
2: Uh, Jeff warns them against taking the class. He says he's the only actual experienced grifter here. And Annie immediately is like, oh, this is a situation where you're going to get jealous. Okay, I get it. And everyone starts laughing. Brita wants to take the class, but of course she has no money. And so Annie's going to get the money from her parents, and then yeah. Britta's going to pay Annie back, who will then pay her parents back. This was,
1: this was probably the hardest I laughed in the episode was the Britta <laughs> and Annie exchange here. Uh, and Brita's like, and then I'll pay you back. Then he's like, well, I'll get it from you, that you'll get from your, like the whole thing was really, and then Abed tries to get into the joke. And I feel like Abed was trying to steal the joke a little bit And it felt like another instance of like, man, they've got nothing to give to Abed. Like, there's just like nothing going on. Like, Abed can't even get like an original word in edgewise here. Uh, But the back and forth between Gillian Jacobs and Alison Brie, I did think was really, really funny here in this moment.
0: Yeah, yeah great great energy for Bitter there. Um, I love also Elroy being excited that it's like, oh, briefcases, that's advanced.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But they're, they're, they're regulation briefcases, and yes. they're going to cost $150.
1: Yes, so they're going to take their $150 briefcases and sign up against Jeff's Better Judgment for Grifting 101 as taught by Professor Roger DeSalvo. Uh, Love Matt Berry here. If people have not been checking out What We Do in the Shadows, I don't know what you're doing. Very, very, very good show. Have you guys been checking out What We Do (sighs) in the Shadows?
0: I'm about five episodes into season one. So okay, I've been great. I've yeah. been yeah, I've been enjoying it. Um Matt Barry is by far the best part of that show, so I love yeah. seeing him here. Um he's a little bit underused, like his best skill is just like we see it a couple times, his just like ability to just like string together these like nonsensical f- phrases, yeah. and like his elocution and delivery. Um yeah. he, he's just like top-notch. Um, so it's it's fun having him here.
1: Yeah, he could have been given, I think, uh, a bit more uh, to to work with here, but anytime he's on screen. He, he shines. So here he is. He, much like uh, 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 James Sawyer Ford, uh, has many different names. Uh, Jeff Goulash, <laughs> Philip Switch, and ba- Boz Ravish. Is that right?
2: Yes. <laughs> I the last name Goulash. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. so perfect.
1: Uh, uh, I, I laughed yeah. at, at this part, too, where he takes his hat off and throws it at the coat rack. He's like, oh, well, do you think I did that on purpose? Maybe I did it just to get you to think about it for, and then he throws again more than a minute. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, and his uh, much like it reminds me of when Jeff first became a professor. He gives them quite a dud assignment to start passing their briefcases back and forth to people next to them. Uh, Forty minutes they have to do this for, and uh, and what do you think is
1: easier, Jess, to pass? Briefcases back and forth for 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. or play chopsticks on the piano.
2: passing briefcases it's much easier it's 40 minutes of sustained
1: briefcase passing
2: So what are, what's gonna happen your hands gonna get blistered
1: yeah and your arms are gonna get tired your, body your arms are really tired,
0: tired. They're empty. yeah they're
2: empty briefcases yeah, but the passing of the back yeah the moving like your <laughs> you
0: yeah. can't move your arms a bunch of times in a row without mm-hmm. it hurting
1: yeah it's gonna be really tough uh what's what's easier that or chopsticks
0: um, chopsticks I think is a lot easier. Yeah, I think it's um, a lot easier. I don't know how to play piano, but like they teach it to like four year olds, right? Yeah, like they could pick learn, it up. You
1: can learn chopsticks in ten minutes, and you would be still passing briefcases for a half hour, yeah. the length of a community episode.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I could watch a YouTube video and play chopsticks ten ten minutes from now. I bet.
1: Just saying. Just I'm saying.
2: being personally attacked today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to
1: community building, folks, in which we personally attack each other for the things we've never seen or done.
2: Yes. Uh, Abed wants to have his own pseudonym, so he says his name is Slick Pocket Sucker.
1: Yeah, excellent. Um, I like that.
2: <laughs> just fun. Uh, and next, the next thing they have to do is now they're going to pass two briefcases back and forth.
1: Jess, is Mulch your grifter name?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah I like that. I like
2: yeah.
1: Uh, uh, so yeah, they're passing all the briefcases back and forth, and uh, Professor DeSalvo is just like, laughing to himself because it's he working. Loves he yeah. loves this. The grift is on.
2: And then in the cafeteria, of course, the group comes in. Jeff immediately knows what has happened. He's like, they're like, yeah, okay, it's a ripoff. He's trying to sell us stuff. Briefcase swapping talcum for grifter's palm. Briefcase hinge oil for silent switcheroos. And something called extra believable socks.
1: Yeah, uh, what are extra believable socks, do you think?
0: Um, I mean, I think so. I think they are like... So, you know, there's just like, there's like ankle socks and then there's yeah. the high socks. So yeah. it's, it's, um, it's, it gives the, sock, right? it's, it's high socks, but it gives the illusion of being ankle socks somehow. So that way like, oh. you get the best of both worlds.
1: Uh, that sounds like a grift because that seems impossible. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah,
0: well, <laughs> yeah. I'll give them to you for half off. Uh, how do you like it now?
1: I'm <laughs> I'll take one sock. I'll start with one sock and see how it works. <laughs> Yeah.
2: So Jeff is really, he's really rubbing it in. He's really, I told you, sewing all over the place. And they say they want to grift the professor back, but Jeff doesn't want to help. And uh, they say, you don't want to take this guy down? He's even lazier than you. Doesn't your species consider that a challenge? Shouldn't you be having some reverse pissing contest?
1: Yeah, at which point (laughs) Chang starts being like, uh, wait, that's where you suck it back up in? (laughs) (laughs) Uh and then he's like, they're like, have you done that before? And I think he says the other way.
0: Uh, <laughs> so like,
1: am I to understand that Chang has uh, has like reverse pooed? Did I get that right?
0: Well, I think he has only pooped. He's yeah. never peed, it sounds like to me.
1: Okay, wait. So he's never peed before? He's just been pooping?
0: I mean, it doesn't sound plausible, but that's, that's how I understood his words.
1: I think Chang is a grifter.
2: <laughs> we already like we then knew.
1: You were like not remember grift. Kevin? I remember Kevin.
0: Yeah, that's true. Je- uh, um Jeff claims to be the grifter of the group, but Chang has grifted all of them for much longer. Yeah, of truly. Yeah, it's
1: true. It's
0: true.
2: <sighs> so um, uh... <laughs> Jeff immediately is going to get on board because he goes to his own office, Salvo is sitting at his desk drinking his scotch. Yeah. And they are apparently they're now office buddies. And yeah, it's basically Jeff is like, "Listen, grifting is just lying. Come on now." Uh, Yeah, we get
1: into like the real back and forth of uh, if grifting is lying, that's the same as saying a string is a sweater uh, (laughs) and paint uh, is the Sistine Chapel. Uh, Is this a false equivalence of do you think or uh, whose side are you on in this argument? Um, I'm on
0: the Salvo side here. I think the the grift is something different than just lying. There needs to be some some element of like outsmarting and some element of a plan. Um it's I, it's a very interesting word and it's a word that I think has become like much more embedded in the culture since this episode aired. It was kind of like interesting to watch this um yeah. without ha- you know this episode having the benefit of the last eight years where like grift is like the most like commonly exchanged insult on social media it's like the worst thing you could tell someone right is that yeah. like you don't actually think what you would think you're just like trying to get people to give you money right. um you know it's just so embedded in our politics and our you know you know e-commerce is just like the whole internet existence is yeah. like am I being grifted or is this real yeah um so it's just like a fascinating thing
1: yeah yeah i think that the lie is a component of the grift right you gotta
2: have charm to be a grifter you
1: gotta have a high charisma score Mm,
2: uh that riz you gotta (laughs) get (laughs) that riz
1: up for sure oh
2: i like i feel gross that we both just said riz
1: You know, uh, well, I think you gotta have Riz if you're gonna be God's paintbrush, let alone to become God Himself, mm-hmm. which would make you better than Jeff Winger. Uh, apparently, DeSalvo is, uh, is, is the Lord. Who knew?
2: Apparently, I is mean, we knew one his of his name was fake, so
1: one of his identities is God. It'd <laughs> be a heck of a grift,
2: yeah, and he. He's very, like, self-important, right? He's talking to himself in a mirror, like, this guy. That's not
1: something that Laszlo could do
0: on uh, <laughs> what we do in the shadows. No. So, Certainly yeah. not. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah, back in the cafeteria, <laughs> Annie and Abed are still practicing passing the briefcases. And mm-hmm. it's like, why are you doing this?
1: yeah. uh Uh, jeff is ready now he's all in let's grift the son of a bitch because his honor has been insulted
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i I love that annie just can't help herself from doing homework um one of the original grifts i might add homework
1: yes yes uh (laughs) chloe writing in as we're podcasting saying a grift is more of a lie than a bamboozle and less than a flim flam uh i think that that sounds scientifically accurate from the great chloe (laughs) science
0: yes
1: science
2: So now we're at the quote-unquote setup, right? Uh, Each student has three briefcases, and DeSalvo's just like, you're all doing great. He says, you know what? I think we're pretty close to swapping with briefcases loaded with actual fake money. This isn't real money. It's cut-up newspaper, but it weighs the same, and it costs $5 a piece, and you each need 10
1: Yeah, okay. So we're setting up the the big payoff at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, so here the setup is, like, very much the same, like, thematic setup of the sting, where mm-hmm. the first move in the sting is that. So the, the basic premise, you got these two guys, you got Paul Newman and you got Robert Redford. Uh, this is their like follow up to um, Butch Cassidy, the Sunday on skid, same yep. director doing this movie. And they like get into whatever they get into a fight with the, these, this mobster and they want to figure out a way to get back at him and like steal a bunch of money from him. Okay. And the first move that they do is they lull him into thinking that they're like stupid and, you know, easily, defraudable and yeah. like kind of like make him think that he has the power. Okay. So it's, it's very much similar to what Jeff is trying to do here to Salvo. is like, he's oh. doing these like obviously stupid things to make them think like they're amateurs.
1: Right. The African telegram scheme, the Jim Belushi of grifts, the fake grift within the grift or the double bean. If you like, mm-hmm. um, I like, I think the double bean is a great name for the fake grift. <laughs>
2: I also love the uh, Elroy when uh, when Dasalvo is like, I'm gonna say a name and I'm gonna look at how you react and then I'll know the truth. And then I'll know. And he truth. goes Jeff Winger, and of course Elroy's like, <gasps> you know, this like big facial yep. reaction, and he's like, that's the one. That's I it. Got you. Uh,
1: so DeSalvo and Jeff they end up at the teachers' lounge where everyone's just getting drunk because uh, the faculty lounge has just gotten out of control uh and this is uh this is where they start getting into it a little bit more uh and jeff is going to agree to call off the competition uh and then the person who came to deliver <laughs> the telegram uh i believe that's ryan ridley if i'm not correct mistaken. Yeah, ryan ridley. we'll come to find out later on in the episode uh leaves a lotto ticket uh on the table uh yeah. hope those aren't the lost numbers on that thing <laughs>
2: And Salvos, like, I see you just tried to grift me again. I can't stop grifting. Uh, and yeah, Jeff says, listen, I promise no grifting. Uh, but if you I'll give you this lottery ticket, if it's a million dollar winner, we have to split it. We'll split
1: it. it. We'll split the lotto ticket. Yeah. Um can the three of us agree on a similar deal right now? If uh yeah. either uh, if any of us, Jess ever uh, win the lottery? Ever win the lottery. Ever? And, In. Yeah. In.
0: Triple yeah. our chances now.
1: Yeah. Let's triple our chances right now and only if it's a winning. million
2: dollars or more though.
1: No, come on. Let's do a little higher. <laughs> what than... if it's like let's do like uh if we if it's like um if it's five hundred thousand dollars, let's split it.
0: 500000 like a third it, is, is pretty good. Yeah. Worth it? I, I'll, I'll like take yeah. it.
2: Two hundred fifty after taxes, split three weeks.
0: Yeah, it's basically yeah. nothing. All right, yeah. I'll take Jess's third, too. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> it's basically nothing to her.
2: I think
1: I got basically bamboozled nothing. or flim flammed. I'm not sure which one. I've been flim flammed! I've been flim flammed again! <laughs> it's the classic reverse Jim Gaffigan.
0: All right, how about this?
1: I'll take, Jess, I'll take your third, uh, and then you don't have to pay me for piano lessons when I teach you chopsticks.
2: You're going to teach me
1: chopsticks. I
2: don't think you know chopsticks. It's the
1: only (laughs) song I can play.
2: (laughs) You can't even play hot cross buns. I don't think so. (sighs) Anyway, Anyway, we're at the bar with Britta and DeSalvo comes in and Britta like accidentally on purpose reveals that her and Jeff dated at one point. And she's like, what do I need to do to get rid of you? And we'll come back to this scene because it's very important.
1: Is this very sting of uh, scenes that will be uh, expanded upon deeper into the film,
0: um, not really, and that's yeah. kind of what they get into in the next scene where they talk about this thing and how a lot happens off camera, which is right. you know one of the main criticisms I would level against this thing and like any bad heist movie where right. you know a heist movie either needs to like have you along for the ride or they need to do the magic trick at the end where they like show you how it's done and like yeah, how you should. Ways
1: sets in, and this is how you right. out how Sangman did the thing.
0: Right, yes. um, and, and, and the best heist movies do it in such a way that when you rewatch them, it's like it's all there, and you should have yeah. seen it, and there's clues all the way. Yeah. and the sting, not so much.
1: Not so much, mm-hmm. not so much. So
0: uh, they end
2: up in this random closet, which we've seen them in before. It's like this empty classroom with a bunch of crap piled in it, and Jeff says, DeSalvo took the bait, and then they're all confused because he's like, no, he took the bait by not taking the bait. We didn't want him to take the bait because we're going to grift him and ching's like wait a minute but we are gonna grift him (laughs) and he's like yeah but he knows a plan but he doesn't know our plan and this is when annie realizes that you don't even have a plan yeah there was
1: no plan no plan
2: there's no plan because he was just with him the entire time uh
1: so they haven't even gotten away from each other there was no room no time at all with which to uh to make a plan in the first place so um yeah uh they're they're in a jam Without a plan. And
2: no flim flam.
1: And no flim flam as well. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: So, uh, but Jeff is like, he needs to be better than this professor. Yeah, so. Jeff is
1: getting desperate. Uh, I think like Naturally, Jeff was on this trajectory for me at the start of the episode where it was like, okay, this seems like, okay, this is gonna be a go get him, Jeff Winger kind of an episode. And then instead, it's like yet another like, oh man, fragile Jeff. Uh, fragile Jeff completely fragile falling go. apart at the seams. And it's like, yeah. ah, man, like I've seen a bunch of these just this season. So I would I was really looking forward to some sort like just last episode, which I thought was really fun with like it's all like I have accepted that I will be the last to leave, that I will be here forever. It was like a really sad down note for Jeff. I don't need the further uh, descent into desperation for Jeff Winger, I don't think.
2: No. Yeah,
0: his his stakes are not greatly established here. Um yeah. Like, it's, you know, the guy's kind of a douche, but, like, he shouldn't be this invested in it.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. So they decide they're going to watch The Sting to get ideas. Elroy sleeps for the entire movie. Uh, and they, <laughs> Which is worse
1: because out- the dialogue <laughs> seeped into his dreams.
2: It's <laughs> so relatable. Yeah. It's so relatable. Yeah. Uh, and th- so we find out they basically made a fake building and hired a thousand people to cooperate in perfect secrecy. And they're like, well, we can't do that. Like, we, nope. don't have, we don't have the yeah. ability to do that. Change yeah. like I could try to build a building.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, Dan, Dan Harmon is very uh, clearly, like, anti-heist movie. Um, there's, yes. a, there's an episode of Rick and Morty um, in season four where they, you know, he very much parodies heist movies in a slimmer way. And just, like, makes fun of the fact that, like, the amount of coordination that they would require, the amount of resources they would require, yeah. the way that every heist movie could just go back one step further and be like, well, actually, if you flashback yeah. ten more minutes, we right. were conning them. Yeah. Um, uh, it's and like they literally in the sting they have to they create this like fake gambling facility where it's like all staged. There's no real things going on. They're trying to lull this guy here to place bets that then they can eventually like rob him. Um, and there's like literally hundreds of workers there that yeah. are all in on it.
1: I think Incredible. I I think I really do uh love a well made heist movie though. Uh, yeah, and honestly. I think I even love like uh to plug your podcast off like a pretty good heist movie. <laughs> right. Uh, like I think it just you gotta like put some effort into it. If you put a lot of effort into it and it's very clever, like uh like an off like um like Inception is such a high concept heist right. movie, or even like the Ocean's Eleven movies early on uh, are are yeah. super fun. Like I don't know, it's just a it's a move.
0: Yeah, it's not a it's, super high bar to clear. No, it's, it's an really an
2: ensemble, not. you know? like, right. you need, the energy. like This we need is the, the guy. Energy. This is that yeah. guy.
0: Right. You need, that fu- guy. you need the fun crew. You need the crew. You the know crew what is you key. Expect, yeah.
2: But then you also are going in like, I want to be surprised. And that's pretty fun.
1: I think that's maybe a piece of why I do not love this episode. Because mm-hmm. theoretically, surprised? we have an excellent heist crew. Uh, we've got a great heist crew, it's not the best it's ever been. Certain members of the crew are no longer here to participate in the heist when it could have been really great, you know. And I feel like we've had heists, we've had heists. Um, I mean, I I know that Dan Harmon had little to do with it, and maybe this is part of why he's frustrated by it. But, like, wasn't that how they got uh, the they toppled the Chang dynasty? Yes, yes, a heist. That was Uh, a heist episode, yeah. And, you know, okay, so it was a season four episode. So, like, maybe not not the best. But, like, they've had these moments in the past where, like, crew comes together and does the thing. So, if we're going to do, like, the full-on heist episode, I wish that everybody had a little bit more of a very specific role to play. Yeah, they
2: need names. They need titles. Yeah, None of them have
1: that. Who's the forger? Who's the gymnast? You know? Like, I want to, like, get into some of these specific skills. And we just kind of don't really get there.
0: Yeah, this m- yeah. more so than the heist episode. This, I think, is more of a, a spiritual sequel in a way to the conspiracy theory episode, uh, interior design, where it's really just like a Jeff mano mono with this one professor. Sure. And like they're both gaslighting each other.
2: Professor Professor Sin, though, is yes. leagues yeah, right. above DeSalvo. <laughs> right,
1: right. right.
2: Uh, and speaking of, this is when DeSalvo comes in and Jeff is like, We surrender. Uh, DeSalvo calls Jeff pathetic. And this is when Brita punches him in the face. Uh, and this, this has to be DeSalvo's best line. You hit me with a woman's hand, you Midwestern floozy. So
1: Britta ends up being the one who has the most agency in the heist. So by default, I think that she is going to end up having to be my highest scored character of the episode. But she clinches it uh, even before the reveals because the punch to the face that Britta lands on DeSalvo is DeSavage. It is like such like a full on hit right to the mouth and teeth. And like you fully buy that he would just be like knocked sideways by that. And yeah, he's going to fall down the stairs and fake all the injuries and like the blood gooing out of his mouth later in like a couple minutes. But then he'll reveal later on that this part was not part of the plan. She really did just punch him straight in the face. Uh, not advisable behavior on most you know days of the week, but here in Greendale, in this specific instance, this is a very
2: impressive hit.
0: Yeah, the only thing more impressive was her delivery of I live in New York,
1: I lived in New York, it's incredible.
2: Yeah. Anytime Britta brings up living in New York, everyone who
1: it. lived in New York, we all know how to throw a punch like that. <laughs> that's right. I did a lot of punching, he's, he's upstate step, away. Count. <laughs> yeah, step away. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, my dad did tell me when I was a kid, make sure your thumb isn't in your hand like yeah. this because you could break your thumb always on the outside if you have For to punch someone. Sure I know
0: that. Interesting. Yeah. The, the janitor there looked a lot like Aaron Sarkin. I don't know what that's about.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. A cameo, perhaps.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so as you said, Josh, uh, Brita chases DeSalvo. He falls down the stairs, and Chang's uh, like he's grifting us. And then, of course, salvo bites the little blood pack thingy in his <laughs> mouth, and blood comes yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we get to the payoff, where Dean is putting money in the briefcase. Oh, he's, Dean's he's-
1: in this episode. Okay,
0: uh, I guess
2: now there. he gets the chart. But I did think this was funny when he's counting the stacks, not the money, and Frankie yeah. is so annoyed with him. Yeah, yeah uh, I do love
0: her doing perfect grammar there. The amount of money and the number of stacks.
1: Yes. Perfect. Yes. It's yes. incredible.
2: Very good. Uh, DeSalvo has like a sling, bruises, he's in a wheelchair. And uh, and I love Dean once again. Uh, we, we do offer classes, and many of them are cash only. If, yeah. if you want to take
1: class, <laughs> he expels Britta. Britta gets expelled. Uh, yeah. and it's Elroy of all people who tries to bring history into the, into the fight. Dean Pelton, oh, you man. can't do that. Britta's the heart of this group. She started it as a fake biology group so she could have sex with uh Troy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not quite it. He's like, all right, I'll back off
2: honestly okay i think there is some truth to the saying of like brit is the heart of this group right sure. Like we've talked about troy being the heart of the group he's not not on the show at this point Britta really is the heart of the group at this point i would argue
1: i think that that's right i think of the four main original characters still on community uh and so that's with disrespect being applied towards dean and chang i suppose yeah um I think it's Britta with a bullet. I think of the of that core four of Britta and Annie and Jeff and Abed. There's just like no que- that it goes in that order. I think as far as like who has brought the most to the table, but Britta way ahead of the pack for me, uh-huh. um, which is sort of flying in the face of you know sort of the the thoughts that I'd had coming into community that like they really lose the plot with Britta. I think that they give Gillian either, either they give Gillian Jacobs the funniest stuff to do, or she is just that funny that she takes everything and wields it and just, like, knocks it out of the park every single time, like a New York Mm -hmm. punch. Um, So I think Britta is the heart of the group right now, at the very least. Totally stacks up to reality for me.
2: Mm -hmm. So I I also love Abed's line of, Britta keeps me grounded in reality. You can't expel her with four (laughs) episodes left Mm -hmm. in a season-mester. So great. Yeah.
1: yeah, Uh, yeah. It's like, it's starting. Yeah.
2: They give Salvo 50K to go away.
1: 50,000 dollars mm-hmm.
2: that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of money
1: yeah.
2: uh britta and disalvo a meet week's up.
1: worth of grifting that's a great great rate very good, good rate. Home. powerful rate yeah mm-hmm.
2: especially in cash uh so yeah. britta and DeSalvo meet up we get the flashback to britta and DeSalvo making an arrangement to swindle money out of greendale and DeSalvo compliments britta on her grifting this is when britta kisses him uh, and she says, "I only agreed to any of this to get you out of green ha- uh, out of Greendale, and away uh, out of Jeff's hair. He's an idiot, but I hate watching him spin out trying to beat you." Yeah. And they agree they're going to meet up later at the motel. Uh, and this is when Desalvo starts like wheeling himself down the hall, and he realizes, "Oh no, this briefcase is a little light. It has uh, fake money in it." It sounds
1: <laughs> like the students have become the master grifter. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And this is another opportunity off where I feel like, so when we, when we flash back and we see them kiss and someone replaces the briefcase again, I feel like if it's, I know it's not a heist, but it's, it's really adjacent to a heist. You could have shown the person doing it, right? Like you could have shown that it was Ovid You could have shown that it was like, this is this person assigned to this thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, give roles to people, you know?
0: Yeah, I do like that they they show it as like completely clumsy, like as opposed to like yes. what like the real heist movie, the real grifter would argue is like you need this like big elaborate plan. And it's like, no, like we just like tricked you into like making out with Britta so we could swap the briefcases and stole your money. And that's all. Yeah, we need and to just do.
1: like a like an awkward hand reached in and grabbed yeah, the thing and yeah. took it. You know, the psych gag is kind of funny. Yeah. yeah,
2: And this this next part is really, this is like one of the highlights for me, is when yeah. DeSalvo's chasing Brit and Abed, Leonard just comes in in a bellhop <laughs> uniform, and he's selling briefcases on uh, the trolley, what are those things called, the suitcase trolley, and uh, there's a briefcase parade led by uh-huh. Garrett, Leonard then gives DeSalvo the finger, which... Shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did. Yeah. Uh, DeSalvo chases them all the way down to the cafeteria where Dean, Frankie, and Officer Kakowski has made a return. Uh, they're waiting there. And Britt and Abed show, no, their briefcases both have fake money. And Frankie's like, oh, look, you're walking again. Look at that. How were how you injured? And they all pretend they don't remember how he was injured. And Jeff is saying, you know what? It sounds like either you were the victim of a crass Artless thuggery, in which case there really is fifty k floating around that you were clearly given for fake injuries,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or you were targeted that you under you know a group that you underestimated, in which case the money was given and then taken back and nobody owes anybody anything, and all you have to do would admit that you're you were grifted.
1: I it's- was grifted.
2: Yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and what, what I would say I think is probably the biggest knock on this episode is I have watched this episode now, let's say, more than once. Okay. And it is not entirely clear to me, even now, who is in on what since when. Like,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Shang's yeah. not in on any of it.
0: Shang's not in on any of it, yet, which, which, to his credit, he immediately calls. it's yeah. He's grifting us. He's faking. Yeah. And he wasn't in on it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't even know who was in on it then. I mean, Britta, it seems like, is the first one to be in on something. Yeah.
2: Annie is certainly in on it. It feels like Jeff is in on it. I would assume it's everyone in that group beyond Chang and like including me. the administration.
0: Like yeah. Dean Dean is in on it. Yes. So yeah. Dean's handing over fifty thousand dollars, assuming because because he wants to like do Jeff a prank totally on this guy, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, I that's guess. All it takes. I guess yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if
1: it's Jeff's plan, how hard is it for Dean to adhere to Jeff's plan? Yeah, it's fair. this is where you get like the super supercut be... of all the times Dean has not adhered to Jeff.
2: <laughs> Frankie is someone who I would say is probably not in on it because I don't think she would agree to, to giving away. The, I
1: the I don't ag- I don't know that I agree. I feel like Frankie is one of the smartest uh, people in this room. That for this ruse mm. to come through. That you would want Frankie to be it's involved. true.
2: It is very risky, though, and she's pretty risk-averse.
1: She's kind of risk-averse.
2: Um, but she says, yeah. we Not should so all Frankie go get some episode. hot dogs.
1: Yeah, we should all get hot dogs. Hot was, dogs,
2: but, hot dogs.
1: Which is weird, because I was chanting, legs, 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 uh, at the end of the episode. <laughs> so strange. Yeah, it was very yeah. weird. Without face.
0: Yeah. I'm, as a as a current Friends podcaster, I'm kind of annoyed myself for choosing like the one episode from the season with like very little uh, Paige Brewster in it. Yes. Um, yes.
1: What is her role in Friends? As a friend, she's Kathy. Are you kidding? I don't know. have yeah. I, I like, spot checked a she, ton of Friends, but I don't have a big Friends
0: memory. She is the major love interest in the love triangle between Chandler and Joey she's that results reason. in Joey being in a box.
2: Got it. Yeah. No, Chandler. Being Chandler in a
0: box. box. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Chandler,
2: Chandler's in a box on Thanksgiving because of Kathy. <laughs>
0: Well, Uh, arguably because of Chandler.
2: Well, also because of (laughs) that. That's fair. Chandler did wrong things, but in his defense, he was getting a very sexy haircut.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: that'll that'll yeah. do it. We'll get
0: there. We'll get there. Yeah. Hopefully, it. <laughs> it's a
2: great series of episodes. Yeah. Um, it breaks your heart every time. You can't have Joey and Chandler fighting. It's mm. it's heartbreaking. No. You can't. Yeah,
1: that's bad. Um, yeah.
2: in the end credit scene, we find out. That... Do you think
1: it's possible that I knew who Paget Brewster was on Friends, and I just grifted you into? You definitely you... didn't know. I didn't know. I don't like <laughs>
2: um. Ridley was the telegram man. His name is Ryan Ridley. Three years ago, my life was saved by a stranger at my gym. I feel like I owed him my life. Apparently he agreed. Now he has me do things. And I keep hoping and praying that one day I'll do enough for him to call us even until then. I'm just a guy from his gym.
1: This is cute. Not hot, but I think uh, better than uh, again, if it's pass or fail for me, it was, it was more pass than fail. Uh, But I thought it was fine. I thought it was all right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like this one. It's, it's wacky. It's
1: cute. It's cute. We'll call it streets ahead. We'll call it streets ahead. Um, All right. We've got some feedback to get into. This is from Aaron. Aaron says, I love everyone's energy in this one. Love the chanting. Love the suitcase practice. Chang's lines are classic. Totally agree about that. Uh, The briefcase swap out is chef's kiss. Love this one so much. Grift, grift, grift. Uh, So uh, that's the perspective of one person who really loves this episode. Here comes Riley, who does not love this episode. Riley says, this is my least favorite episode of season six by quite a lot. Maybe it's because this is a rare homage for something I haven't actually seen, but this episode just feels uninspired and relatively bland for an homage episode. Maybe this is strange, but the Jeff Grifter relationship feels so very similar to Jeff and Willie from earlier this season that the episode feels repetitive, and I'm not really a fan of either episode. So... Riley is a thumbs down. Uh, The Wisecrack Opened the Briefcase writes in and said that this episode presented okay, but at its core it was a bit hollow and lacking, kind of like a decoy briefcase. Wait, holy grift, did we viewers get meta-grifted into watching a subpar episode on purpose? Uh, I don't know if it was that complicated.
0: (laughs) I think they tried their best. I think
1: they tried their best. They tried. Um, Okay, well, let's do some Meow Meow Beans. We will try to do our best here with the Meow Meow Beans. And, of course, um, the score that I give, if you were in the episode and didn't do anything negative, but you were kind of just there, is a 2.5. And I have a couple of them. I have a pair of 2.5s to hand out. Dean's just there for me. Uh, I do think, like, him counting the stacks is funny, but that's all he contributes to the episode, as far as I can tell. Abed, 2.5. What does Abed do in this one? uh he like tries to co-opt one of the funnier jokes of the episode and that's it it gives me no pleasure to give hobbit a two and a half but i gave him a two and a half um i gave uh jeff a three because he's certainly more than just in here uh and he does have some fun moments of him versus matt barry but by and large this is not one of my favorite jeff episodes um, Annie's a little bit uh, further than just in this episode because she is a participant in that really funny moment uh, with Britta. So I give her a three as well. Chang probably has the funniest lines of the episode for me. Uh, like, I'm going to spend some time thinking about the reverse peeing uh, and what Chang means by that. Uh, And I wish I wasn't living in that world, but I am living in that world. Uh, That being said, as the number one Chang defender on this podcast, I could only take him so far in this one. I think it's a 3.5. I think we've gotten better Chang uh, material in the past. But I will give a full five Meow Meow Beans to Britta Perry. Uh, I think Britta, I think Gillian Jacobs is terrific, and she has been the consistent highlight for me on Community. Like, I think Chang is sort of like a real layup character for me. Like, I think there was like almost no doubt in my mind as Chang started to get going that like, oh, well, I'll go like against the grain here and really love Chang where people probably don't love Chang that much. But Britta is the one who, of the core group of like sort of like the normal main characters, has just been such like a consistent hit for me. And it's really no different here in an episode in which she consistently hits Matt Barry in the face. Uh, so I'm going to give her a full five Meow Meow Beans. She's the architect of the plan at the end of the day. She is the queen grifter. So Britta gets my five Meow Meow Beans. Av, what did you do with your Meow Meow Beans?
0: So, kind of on a similar note to some of the stuff you said, um, Dean has really nothing to do. Um, I guess, too, I don't know. Is it, you can. I guess you can give lower than that. But, like, he doesn't do anything offensive. Um, Jeff is, I think, a really weak episode for Jeff, as we talked about. Um, he kind of falls on, on himself a few times. Um, he gives the illusion of a plan when he's just he has no idea what he's doing. And, really, it's Britta who execute it when it's really set up as a Jeff versus the Professor matchup. Yep. Um, Britta, I, I, I'm going to give a... What, what
1: did you give, Jeff?
0: Oh, sorry. Two and a half. Two yep. and a half to Jeff. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Um, I will give uh, a four and a half. Um, I thought she has a, a near perfect episode. Um, she's the one that ultimately grabs the bull by the horns. She has like some of the best energy, some of the best lines early on. Um, four and a half for her. Abed and Annie. I will give uh, three Meow Meow beans to each. Um, neither does a ton, but like they're both very themselves. I love um, like Abed's just like description of all the different movies. It's just like you know classic Abed. Uh, the Grifters uh, featuring John Cusack, uh, Angelica Houston, and almost no grifting, even though I've yeah. never seen The Grifters. Really yeah. tickled me. Yeah. Um, and Annie's just right, like just like you know, just committed to everything, no matter what it is. Um, you know, she's she's still doing passing briefcases in the cafeteria, even though she knows it's a fake class. Um, and then Chang I'm going to give four Meow Meow Beans. I'm not usually yeah. one who loves Chang, yeah. uh, but I thought he's really funny in this episode. He's spot on in nailing right away that the Salvo is uh, is tricking them with the fake blood, yeah. Um and I don't really know what he's talking about half the time in this episode, but it all made me laugh, so, you know, he gets credit either way.
1: Fair enough. Alright, Jess, your Meow Meow Beans for this episode.
2: I, at the bottom, uh, I gave Ob at a two and a half. He's like you said, Josh, he's just like Where's the Abed from season one? You know, like he doesn't he's not quite as quippy as he used to be. It just feels like they don't know what to do with him. Um, Annie and Dean, I gave threes to because I thought they had funnier moments than Abed. So I wanted to give them a little bit of a bump uh, above him. I gave Jeff and Chang both three and a halfs. I, I love the Chang not knowing what's going on and the diabetes joke for some reason I thought was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just being like, oh, God, I don't know, right? Like, yeah. what's going on? Uh, he has no clue. I I loved that. Uh, and Jeff, while I don't... Like, I feel like we've seen this from Jeff before, right? We've seen the jealousy. We've, we've seen him, like, go head-to-head against someone else for the betterment of the group. I did like that he was willing to go along with the whole game. And when Jeff actively participates in these group activities i like him more yeah so i gave him a three and a half for that reason uh and then brita gets a four i don't think this is like five brita material but i do love the i lived in new york <laughs> it, it's not quite as good as the i'm not done raging against the machine levels of britanness sure um but it's still excellent brita uh, so I gave her a four. Um, we do have some movement in our. Uh, we certainly in our, do in our rankings. Here. We do.
1: We do have some movement in our rankings. It has gotten more competitive at the top. Uh, surprisingly, there have been some switcheroos. Dean has been at the top of the season six Meow Meow Beans for most, if not all, of the season. He is not. Currently in the lead by half a meow meow bean huh. season five's reigning champion Chang is currently in the lead. 105.5 so to tight. Dean's 105. It is rather tight. Um, and it's
2: it's not even like Britta could also catch up. She's in third, and she has 103. That's it. So like
1: So Britta is really in there as well. Britta has 103. She's coming back to claim her season three Meow Meow Beans crown. She wants to be the only two-time winner of the community building meow, meow Meow Beans. It. Would love Sounds to like it's- it.
0: Sounds like it's gonna be an interesting few week episodes of community building coming it up to kind of
1: It will. Uh I'll be thrilled with any one of those three. Uh, you know, if any one of those three takes it, uh, that's gonna be great. And it's going to take a lot of legwork from the others to come even close. Annie is the closest, eighty-five point five meow meow beans. Jeff, eighty one point five meow meow beans. And I bet at the back of the bus, seventy eight meow meow beans.
2: This does feel right though. I think that like this makes sense to me to have them in kind of two different tiers of Chang Dean Britta, and then yes. Annie Jeff Abed. It feels right. I'm rooting for Dean just because I think it would be so fun to have a different winner every season. Sure. Not so much that I would like ever put my thumb on the scale on it, but <laughs> I do I do think Who would it do would be something
1: fun. Like that? Who would do something like that? Never. I would like never, I would never sure. do anything like that. Um dean's list points let's hand them out who are you giving your dean's list point to guest star of the episode
0: yeah, I think that's just got to be an easy Matt Berry here. Um, he's phenomenal. Um, as I said, a little underutilized. I feel like they could have done even more with him, but yeah. he, you know, I guess he wasn't as known yet, so he was just like you know a, a guest star. So what's he gonna um, get already?
1: I uh, I also ended up giving it to Matt Berry, but Jess, I was very close to giving it to who you gave your point to, who I believe is currently winning the Dean's list as of this he's, episode. He's
2: tied currently. He's tied, got so it. He's um, tied for first. So yeah. I I gave my point to Leonard. Yes. Um, Um, I can't okay him furiously
1: giving the middle finger to Matt
2: (laughs) in a bellhop uniform like (laughs) if not for the bellhop uniform I don't know that I still give him my point I also was very close to giving it to Garrett because the way he led that briefcase parade was just incredible but I do think this makes it more exciting because we have currently a three-way tie on the dean's list Mm. Elroy Takashi, if you uh-huh. remember Takashi. Yes, Tekashi, of course, of course. And Leonard, all tied uh, uh, with three points. So okay. it really is anybody's game where it's been fun because I feel like so- certain seasons we just see people run away with it. No and I'm really away. excited to kind of see uh, where we end up because there are a bunch of people with two points as well that also could pull ahead.
1: Sure, like Frankie could have a couple of really stellar episodes and yep, she could Yep, cat
2: could make a reappearance.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's We right. don't know. You never know. You never know. So I think that that's right. Um, okay, rating the episode i did not end up switching briefcases uh anywhere here along the way there was no briefcase switched i remain harsh on this episode uh and i think my score doesn't reflect necessarily the quality of the episode but more like this is me being like we we could do better than this we've got just a few episodes of this show left Starting to really shape up to be a uh, lost season six in some regards. Uh, And even as the most ardent lost defender out there, uh, you know, uh, you got to you got to call like you see it. So I feel like community is arcing in that direction right now for me, which I do not like to see. So I'm giving this a 2.5 is what I'm giving this episode. That feels low. But that's also sort of the score that I give when you've basically just been there uh, for the Meow Meow Beans. And while it is uh, a different metric, I felt like it was sort of ceremonial, a 2.5. I wanted to like this one more than I did a heist movie guy in the first place. So, like, this should have been fun uh, and just wasn't uh, as fun as I as I wanted it to be. Um, Jess, what did you do with your score?
2: I feel very similarly. I want to like this episode more than I do. It feels like something I should like more, right? Like it's there's a guest star, he's very fun. There's this whole idea, the fact that they're putting all of their eggs in the storyline a basket, I think is interesting, but I just ultimately feel like it falls flat. And again, there's not enough for everyone, right? Like there's not enough for Annie to do and Abed to do. And it just feels like we could have given them better jobs in this episode. Uh, I gave it a 2.6. I, I just, it's extremely meh to me.
1: Yeah. Um, Av, what did you do with your score? How did you rate this one?
0: Yeah, so I, I think I'm a little bit higher on both of you than, than you both of you are without um, disagreeing. With either of you, um, I think there's a lot of good bones in this episode. Like it has like a lot of good ideas. It's trying to do a lot of good things. It feels like a community episode. It should all work on paper. Um, there's just like some execution that's lacking. It just all like is just like not breezy enough. Um, the plan. At the end of the day, I still don't even really understand right, who yeah. was doing what when. It doesn't really all click together the way an episode. If you're going to do a heist movie, you got to do a heist movie, right? To some extent, um, I'm going to say it's um, it's a 2.9. Okay, um, you know, above average, still well done, well made, has good stuff going on, but it, there's just like something missing.
1: Something is missing. Um, you are not far off from the audience score. Audience is higher than Jess and myself, a little bit lower than you. 2.86. From Mm. the audience, which gives this episode a 2.72 cools overall, uh, which makes it the second-to-last-place episode of Season 6 so far. uh, Grifting 101 coming in at 2.72 right now. So uh, I hope that we can turn this thing around a little bit, uh, maybe take this car to the shop and tune it up, uh, and it seems appropriate then. That season six, episode 10 is basic RV repair and Mm -hmm. palmistry. Uh, So we'll get to the 10th episode of community season six with just a few more to go. After that, Uh, make sure you're subscribed to Community Building, wherever you get your podcast, Post Show Recaps Community Building. Or you can become a patron. You get early access to Community Building, commercial-free Community Building. And you get to watch the episodes tape live. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. One more time, plug what you got going on where people can find you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, we are just finishing up, uh, season one, episode 10 of Friends, the one with the monkey. We got to meet Marcel this week. Yeah. Um, over at Pretty Good Friends, you could find, uh, us, myself, and Alexander Chester of 32 Fans fame. Um, we're going through Friends season one right now. I'm on Twitter at A. Sinensky, and, uh, that's where you can find me.
1: Are you going to do all of Friends, do you think?
0: we'll see i mean like chester is very much like completionist mentality if you know him at all but like i've talked i've talked him into that like you know, if after 112 episodes, we're like, okay, we're not enjoying this anymore. We're not going to do an additional 120 out of, like, no. pot commitment. Like, we're not insane.
1: is going to be the first uh, line in the sand for you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just like, we're going to do it for as long as it's fun. Um, maybe that'll be 238 episodes. Maybe it'll be two seasons. Um, but, you know, we're enjoying it for now. It's very much a time capsule. It's just like, there's so much just, like, random 90s. Just like, how was this even a thing that, like, yeah. people wore, that people yeah. did? It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jess, what kind of shit have the nineties taught you recently and what else is going on in your podcast world?
2: Uh, so here on post recaps, of course, Sarah and I are almost done with and just like that. Um, just so much happening there. We talked about Aiden returning there's drama with Aiden. Of course I'm getting very nervous because we only have two episodes left and it's like, how are they going to end? What's going on? Um, and then Josh and I, of course. We're covering billions, baby.
1: Billions, baby. Billions, yeah. baby.
2: I'm. Um, are you a billions
1: guy?
0: Um, I watched it to a point. I think I watched until like the pandemic season, yeah. and then like I didn't. It Fair. it, it kind of lost it from there for me. Yeah, I think um,
1: probably a bunch of people did did similar. Uh, yes. uh watched this similarly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like when COVID was like literally starting to happen in the show, as it was happening in real life, I was like, okay, I'm out. It was a little bit too much.
1: Yeah. But uh, it's here for its final season, Billions is. So over on the Succession podcast feed, we are watching the final season of Billions through a Succession lens. I think we're going to bring a lot of our Succession friends along the way to talk about a show that predates Succession, of course. And much like Succession is wrapping up this season. The goal is if you haven't watched Billions, that the podcast will still be fun uh so if you're just interested in hearing jess and i talk about a bunch of really awful rich people uh check out the podcast i think you might enjoy it
0: so from my understanding billions now is kind of like a spin-off of itself in some ways that like the central characters are not all uh, relevant is that the uh, case or not really of them
1: are
2: still there yeah i
1: wouldn't say okay. that. quite accurate
2: no. uh, okay so
0: axelrod getting- is still in the show i thought he left the it it
1: started trending in the direction uh i think it started trending in the direction of like oh we're overstaying our welcome but without spoiling too much of what we've seen in the final season so far uh no i mean bobby Axelrod's all over the trailers so yeah
0: okay Uh, fine all um, right sorry yeah i I guess i'm I'm behind i don't know we're back uh so uh so you think it would be a a good time to jump back in
1: yeah, yeah I so. now's the
2: time. Now's okay. the time.
1: I mean, if you made it through five seasons of Billions, you should watch season six. Uh, you know, it totally reshakes the format. Uh, different character getting a different spotlight uh, raised in prominence on the show. You should see a little bit of that if you made it through five seasons of Billions. But if you just want to see what's going on, I think you'll pick it up about as well as I've ever picked up Billions, which is to say, like, that person doesn't like that person. <laughs> right. And those two people seem to be aligned, but they have history. Like, it's going to be a Money. lot of that on the podcast. Yeah, I think it's going to be that kind of a vibe. So if that sounds fun, Buy, you pod, yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be it. Of course, oh. I'm at Ron Howard wherever you can find me here on Post Show Recaps. Doing Battlestar Galactica down the hatch, talking about Justified City Primeval, talking about only murders in the building season three, which has been wonderful so far. Really enjoying yeah. that. Uh, and of course, the 30 Years Greater podcast from myself and Rob Sesternino. Uh, we recorded Free Willy earlier today, uh, a little bit of a spicy Free Willy podcast. Oh my so, God. Uh,
2: spicy talking about? Oh, man.
1: Apparently, we do a lot of talk about Carvel ice cream cakes getting thrown around. Oh. Uh, we talk about the fudgy, the whale of it all. Uh, really fun podcast that should be coming out in a day or so. Uh, so check that out wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you are coming back for more Community Building next week, Season 6, Episode 10. We'll see you then. And until then, Corey B, take us End of the
0: road, but we're in luck. Publishers are interested, just like Jim the Duck. I got it. Wiggler and Jazz here till it ends. Meet up to Passerville, Greenville with all of our friends. The
2: brightest timeline never goes away. Community building is here to stay.
0: Get out of here.